Welcome back in Brady Farkas show here on this Friday, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEV radio.com. Joining me now on the phone line as he does every Friday at this time, Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston, Pats Insider, Pats and Jets, and both in must-win games, I think, this weekend. Phil, how are you? I'm doing okay, Brady. It's uh it's a must game, it's a must-win game for me every week. And so uh, I'm just hoping that my uh, my coverage can um, can bring home a W. Well, you've certainly done great. Look, the Patriots have done great in spots, but they just have found ways to come up short the last two weeks. Do you look at this like they're a team that's close that can easily fix it, or do you look at like bad teams make bad mistakes that cost themselves close games? Um, I, I lean honestly more towards the latter, Brady, because this is sort of who they've been for a while now, right? I mean, they, they, they've continuously made these sorts of mistakes and lost to good teams, and we call them moral victories after the fact, but you know, they're loaded up on moral victories and they're not so loaded up on actual victories uh, if you go back, you know, even to really midseason last season. So I, I just look at this and say they, they need to get things cleaned up because their margin for error is so slim, especially relative to other teams, other really good teams in the NFL that can make up for a turnover here or there, a penalty here or there that stalls out a drive because they're explosive, because they can do more things offensively than the Patriots can do right now. However, however, I will say this. For the Patriots, their offensive line has to improve. And I, I say has to because it, it really can only go up from where it's been. I think they've been that bad. I know they didn't give up a ton of sacks to the Eagles, but they were giving up pressures left and right, and the ball had to come out in record time in order for Mac Jones to remain upright. They had to do essentially the same thing against a much less talented front for the Dolphins in week two, and they'll have to do the same thing again, in my opinion, in week three. Although, if you're a Patriots fan, you're hoping that they can at least run the ball a little bit more. They, they should get better, Brady. They're, they're healthy. Uh, they need to knock some rust off, but they knock some off in week one. Maybe they can knock off, or excuse me, in week two. Maybe they can knock off a little bit more uh, during practice this week, and they show up in Jersey and they're actually able to run the football, which they haven't been able to do. And it's limited their entire offense. It has limited their entire offense. You're right about that. We haven't seen Ramondre Stevenson get going. Do you think that's attributed to offensive line issues or just the fact that they've been down and forced to be so one dimensional? I think it's both. And I think, you know, uh, I look at, you know, the, the game flow of it and it's, yes, you're right. The turnovers are a factor. Those lead to early losses. Then all of a sudden you're chucking it. But, you shouldn't have to abandon the run, Brady, down two scores in the first half, which is where they've been. And they and they have continued to try to run it occasionally, but they're running their heads into a wall. You know, I get it. If you're down two scores in the fourth quarter, no, you're not running it then. But they're down 16-0 in the first quarter to the Eagles. They're down seven. So they'll try to get it going again. And, again, I think they, there's very little excuse for them not to be able to, Brady. They, they've got four of their five offensive line starters uh they might have five of five if you think that calvin anderson's a better player than riley reef but you know like they've got the bodies available to them they've had the reps now that they you know they've had weeks of practice michael wendu and cole strange have i know they miss training camp and i know that means a lot but at some point you have to be able to just be tougher than the guys across from you especially when it comes to the run game if you're having trouble communicating picking up exotic blitzes that sort of thing i get that the run game stuff that's what they want to do. That's what offensive line wanted. They want to move forward. They want to move bodies. And the fact that they haven't been able to do it at all 
is a little alarming. And if they can't again, I know it's a great defensive front for the Jets, but if they still have trouble running the football again in week three, um, it's it's cause for concern. Phil, I, I saw it was definitely Tom Kerr, and it might have been you as well, talking about what's the Patriots' identity through two games. I don't think we have any idea what their identity is because I think they want their identity to be run the football, play from ahead, ball control, mistake-free, but they've been down so much they haven't been able to do that. I don't even know that we have an identity yet for this team. Nope, they don't, and it's a problem. You know, it's it's just not where you want to be. And again, I, I do come back to the offensive line. They can't run it, so they can't play action pass, So now they're uh, and they can't protect. So now they're in the shotgun all the time. Uh, they're very predictable, but but yet they can't throw it down the field. So the, the other team knows the pass is coming, but they also know the pass is going to be somewhere in like a little 10-yard box from the line of scrimmage and between the numbers, generally speaking. It's just they are so unbalanced right now. That's all they can do. And it's it's impressive, really, in some ways, that they've been able to produce any offense at all with how imbalanced they are. So I would just I look at the line and say if they can't get it going, then this is going to be a season long issue. But as long as they are healthy and they continue to get reps together, that communication should improve. Even things like and and again, I just I know I just mentioned, hey, you you should be able to run the ball like, you know, that shouldn't take that much time. But I do, you know, I do acknowledge that even in the run game, chemistry matters. You know, how is the run supposed to fit? How is my double team supposed to feel? when I'm with Michael Wenu as opposed to Antonio Maffi as opposed to City So, You know, those are the kinds of things that David Andrews is dealing with right now. And so um, it's it's more complex. It's more nuanced than a lot of us, myself included, probably, uh, you know, give it credit for offensive line play. But that is the number one issue with this team right now. They knew it was the number one issue with the team, Brady, through training camp, and it has persisted. Until they get those bodies back and knock that rust off and get them out there consistently together, it's going to continue to be a problem. I continue to just be bothered by the way the team was built, Phil, and I think we're probably on the same wavelength as this. Like, you can argue stylistically about which way you want the team to play, but they're, they're not built to be the track team that can go up and down the field and be explosive. They're also not built to be the team that can ground and pound you to death like the Derrick Henry Titans that got the one seed a few years ago. Like, they're not all in on anything. I feel like they're okay at both and not great at either, and thus they're 0-2. it's a a good way of putting it, you know, and when you look at the options they had available to them, I think that makes it sting a little bit more. There were some real players available in terms of offensive line production and tackle specifically production uh, that they could have signed, you know, as free agents. And Mike McGlinchey, I know he had a rough week one. I, I haven't checked in on his, on his week two, but Mike McGlinchey, Caleb McGarry, who ended up staying with the Falcons, uh, Jawan Taylor, you know, who ends up going to the Chiefs and, uh, you know, he's making headlines because he's he's basically false starting on every single play. But, you know, these guys are real <laughs> players. You know, they're they're real. They require real investments, but they are real players and they'll give you competent play. And I do think Bill O'Brien's a good enough offensive line or excuse me, offensive coordinator to be able to kind of coach around one weak link on the offensive line. It looks like right tackle could be the weak link all year, Brady. But. You didn't. It didn't have to be this way. You know, you you could be that bruising team that you're. That I think they want to be. Right? They're they're a Northeast team. Bill Belichick understands your most important games are played in Foxborough if you're lucky. In December and January, you're gonna have to run the football. You can't be the greatest show on turf. So that's what he wants to be. He wants to be balanced. He wants to have the ability to run the football. 
he wants to throw the play action pass off of that. So you, that was available to you this off season. And instead, you know, they sort of went with this piecemeal approach. There's just no urgency in terms of the team building, in my opinion, Brady identity is one thing. Urgency in terms of acquiring talent is another. And that's what I, you know, I, I think it's sort of a, it's a problem that has extended into multiple facets of the organization, meaning, okay, you're not, you're not aggressive. You're not urgent in free agency in terms of building your roster. You're not urgent in terms of surrounding your young quarterback with pieces to find out what he is. There's no urgency in in seeing what Mac Jones can be, even though the clock is ticking on him and his rookie contract. There's no urgency in the offseason in terms of your practice schedule and your preseason approach and, and getting guys actually ready to play. And it was more about avoiding injuries than actually preparing to play football. Now there's no urgency these last two weeks to, to start off strong. I mean, you know, players aren't sitting there in the locker room. I can tell you, I've spoken to them. They're not sitting there saying, oh, you know, bad bounce of the ball, you know, a couple turnovers here or there, you know, turnover luck. That stuff's fluky. You know, if, if that flips all of a sudden, we're, we're a different team early in these games. No, they're, they're acknowledging that they've come out sluggish and they're starting down 16 nothing, 17 3. There's no urgency in these games. It feels like they're trying to feel things out. They make a mistake, it blows up on them, and suddenly they're down two scores. And again, they're not built to withstand that kind of thing. So they need to, this week, in my opinion, show some urgency for the first time in a long time. Show some urgency with, with how you play. Don't just be that team that's dancing around the ring, throwing your jab, trying to figure out how the game is eventually going to unfold. Dictate the pace. Dictate the terms. Play the game on your terms. Be aggressive. Run the football. Take a shot downfield early. Defensively, maybe you think you can sit back and let Zach Wilson um, make a mistake that that will turn the game early, and that's fine. But you know what they did against the Dolphins was was what I think they should do against Zach Wilson, which is sit back in coverage. I don't know. I don't know the right way to play the Dolphins. They're a great offense, but Brady, they were back on their heels. They played soft. I know they didn't want to get burned by the big play, but there's just you know you want to see a team kind of grab the bull by the horns and and make something happen. It feels like a lot of times, whether it's team building or in game, they're waiting for something to happen. You can't do that this week. This game is your season. This game is your season. You can't wait for it to go your way. I do think the Patriots win this week. And I think that says more about the Jets and more about Zach Wilson than it does about the Patriots. But I like you picked the Patriots to beat the Dolphins last week. And I think I'm just out of habit picking the Patriots in games like that because we saw them win those games for so long. I couldn't see them going 0-2. I couldn't see them going 0-2 at home. I just couldn't bring myself to do it on the air. I, I I have to get out of the habit of thinking these are the Patriots of old because, Phil, they're just not. And that's really my closing thought with you today. Well, and I think a lot of people are there with you, Brady, right? The the smarter team, the team that makes fewer mistakes, that's the one that's going to win a game like this where, uh, you know, both teams are ailing in different spots. Neither team has a great offense. It's going to be played in a monsoon, right? Like, that's that's the kind of game where the smarter team wins. And the Patriots – have not often enough been the smartest team on the field week to week. And unfortunately for them, they're built to have to win that way. That hasn't always been the case with the Patriots. Now, they have, when they've been great, they have been both the most talented and the smartest team on the field. Right now, most teams are going to get the checkbox in terms of talent uh, in their favor when facing the Patriots. And the other checkbox is is sort of 
you know, TBD week to week. Who's going to be smarter? You, you can't just give it to New England anymore. I do think they're going to win. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be a 13 to 6 final type of game, Brady. Uh, but they need it. And, the, and this, this Jets team isn't so bad. I mean, ask the Bills. This Jets team isn't so bad that you just show up and you expect to win. So they, they have to, again, they have to make it happen in a way that they haven't uh, in a long, long time, it feels.